0: Is uh, titled, Aishul is beloved before Hashem like the five books of the Torah. Okay? So, in case you didn't know. Thank you. So, so, we'll start off for the dramatic effect. Oh, thank you. We'll start off with the Rashi, the Postig and the Rashi, and then we'll um, backtrack a little bit. Okay? So the Postig says like this: Postig, it 819. Well, and I'll give uh, the I gave the Okay, given over at Aaron and the sons. from amongst Israel to do the serve the avodas The Olamah. Will atone for Beni and there won't be in b'nei Israel. A plague, when B'nai Yisrael enters the Kodesh, okay. So if you were counting, how many times did it say B'nai Yisrael in this pasuk? Five times. Just a lot of times. Rashi counts for us. Okay. So Rashi says, "Chamisha pa'amen." Ne'amar Yisrael So this pasuk says B'nai Yisrael five times to show their love, that their mention was um, mentioned, right, Um, repeatedly, right, in this Pasuk, in one Pasuk, it looked like the amount of books, of uh, five books of Dara, okay, so again, I'll read the Pasuk again, Five times, you ready? So I'm giving the VM, giving over to Aaron and his sons. He the Israel from the of the of and And there won't be a plague in Neyshel. The the one. The approaches, the Okay, so five times. Corresponding to the five books of Moses, because Israel is beloved, like the right, they're like I guess, like the five books of the Torah. Maybe the title isn't one hundred percent accurate, but to show their love, they're repeated and implicitly. I am saying it's like has to show the love, just like the five books of the Torah are really beloved or something like that. So, to the five, Israel is beloved fivefold or something, right? Okay. okay. Yeah, and what's we'll the negative as well for Rashi? Shall we start with the Gash is a Kodash? There won't be a plague, so they won't need to approach the Kodash. Shimik Yugshu Y because if they do approach too close, then there's gonna be a negaf. So I guess the Lovium are there in their staff, They're up front, they're guarding, they're doing the helping the Qan. Okay. Okay, does anyone have any questions on this, Rashi? Why five? I mean, what what is this whole like? What does this mean? Why here? Okay, then. Why, Why five? What does this mean? Why here? Okay, Those are good questions, All right? Do these uh each of these benays or, or do each of these uh correspond to a book of the Torah? <laughs> <laughs> the braces for us. Good uh, question. I mean, if it's necessary it's, for the pshukim to write it, so then it's not. So then it's just five right. times because right. you had to make right. mention five times and if it wasn't necessary for Tsukim to write it so right. why would the go out of their way to write it like right. right. this for that idea right I, I guess you'd say the Right. I guess that's I guess the plain the plane shot of it is is that you, there's a lot of uh, proper nouns instead of pronouns right exactly. I'm sure you could have gotten away with less B'nai rolls and some more Tums or you know and this yeah. is the name yeah. of the lateral B'nai I guess, right? They have one of them. I don't know, maybe you could. Some of them would be unclear who it's modifying, some of them would be ambiguous. So, you know, you've written a passage before. Sometimes you have a bunch of pronouns and you have to put in one of them. But it's hard to believe. That the only way to make the sentence clear is by writing "Vinei Shal five times. Like I think that's kind of what the Rashi is picking up on. It's like it uh, seems. It seems like it's avoiding pronouns on purpose, if you will. Right? And why? Why would it do that? Ah, to show that the beloved, the beloved, like the five books of the Torah. How does that show it? How does that show it? Well, why else would it say it five times? Chmisha mi <laughs> <laughs> now, another question yeah. I, I don't know if this is directly in Rashi but the surrounding tukim all use the same term in as well I mean I get it this one says five in one lesson, one right but like, right you mean when you say it's 33 been, times in one paragraph, yeah. one uh, or whatever like it's been doing that like right. for the past whole I and mean, it doesn't have tukim to too. Right. Yeah, well, the only thing uh, is, is the pronoun thing you can say use pronouns in one sentence it, right. you don't you don't jump a pronoun from maybe from sentence sentence maybe within a paragraph but like you know in a sentence it becomes more obvious that type of thing you know but you know the point is well taken anyways but it's, i think that's the direction of that so. oh, right. yeah. but i mean obviously this whole thing is whack right it's just writing many all five times in order not to show you how beloved it is like the five books of the torah it just i don't know just what was like, what's that comparison? That's why they're doing that. You yeah, know, what's the comparison anyways? The Five books to Are the five books of Torah beloved? I guess so. Very beloved. Shame I guess us a so. Present. Right. Trying to what? Trying to give us a present. She us a present. You know what that it, <laughs> it was <crazy>. great. <laughs> right. So, um... Okay. Are there any other questions? I mean, I think the question, you, you almost don't have to ask questions. It's just more you know, want right? Okay. So, so this is, I think, one of these Rashi's, especially if you're doing Shnei Mekka, you know, and you've got to beat the clock, so to speak, that you uh, you don't stop too much on. You just think, of oh, well, that's weird, right? And like, you don't, you don't. Maybe you do like ten second pause and think, and like, nah. <laughs> right. But if yeah. if you do Slain Mikra with Rashis and you do my trick and then you can do it. Which is I write down I told you guys about this, but you know, I have a note on my phone for each parsha and I write down, you know, verse and chapter and verse of those things. So on my list it says eight eight nineteen, five and eight Shelf for five for mushroom, and I have on every parsha list. And then, let's say every, often on Friday, I'll print out my list and or right, and then I'll look at them over Shabbos at the table or whatever, or if I have a Hasa on Flemish, which i like I learned with dave Eskenazi on on Sundays, so on this Sunday we just pulled out the list, and I pulled out the you know, so it's like there's a good value to doing Schnnaimagra with Rashi's, and I can now say that Rebbe recommends it, you know. But, um, but I think the value oftentimes, it's a tricky thing about the Mitzvah Shneimikra is that if you go, it's just tricky with the balance. If you go too slow, you never finish. Yeah. If you go too fast, you never, get you never get anything or, you know, and like for me, I have a particularly bad memory. So like, I'll read through this whole thing and I'll like on Shabbos, I'll be like, oh, there were a lot of Rashi's. Where were they? I start looking through and I just want to remember them. So for me, a list like this is very helpful. And, and it's safe from year to ear. It's just notes on my phone, but partially, you know? So the point is, is that, again, I think this is a Rashi and I can get anywhere unless you take some steps back. But if you do have to take some steps back, what would you recommend as being the first step to do, given that you've decided to analyze this Rashi? Yeah. The context of the positive. Yeah, definitely. Context. Okay. It, it's, it's not enough here. And maybe it well, maybe it won't, but certainly just in isolation, it's just so weird, so wacky. So hard to have any, you know. And again, like Moshe says, why here? I mean, you could do this a million places in the Torah. So there's no way to answer that if you don't know what here means, right? And like, obviously, you could have done it many places. So the Torah could have just—I don't know—I don't know if there are that many pesukim that have been Israel or some pronoun them five times, but I'm sure it has it somewhere else in the Torah, you know. So why here will probably give you a lot of insight. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just getting some basic flow of the pesukim, what's going on here, you know. And and also, like, I guess a related question. This is, this is like a, another type of question I like to ask, is that, is like, there's a pshat problem, right? There's a problem in the pshat, which is why is it avoiding the pronouns? Why is it writing? I think that's like, I'm actually not inventing that problem. I mean, you may not notice it, but I don't think it's the style of the Torah to avoid pronouns, right? So assuming that it's a legitimate question, which it seems like it is, then, like, is this the answer? Like, is R- Rashi not like, giving us any other answers? Like, what's the pshat answer? Is there any way? Is Rashi somehow indicating the pshat answer? Is like, is this mamish the pshat? He wrote the thing five times because of the five books of Dura? Is that you know? Is that it? Is that the way to understand it? That's it. Period. So I don't know. Maybe ask. Maybe not I'm just throwing another question. Is there something? The, you know, this I guess it's like a pshat question but it's like a very madrashic type of an answer. Yeah. And it leaves you with the question. So what's the chat answer? Yeah. Is there, is there none? Why is he skipping over the chat answer? You know? So again, I think we have to look at the second more carefully and more closely and get some sort of sense, you know? Okay. So, um, okay. So again, there's, there's always a question on how wide, how wide you want to look, Right. So I don't know. So well, why don't we look uh, a little bit broader? But I don't know how relevant all of it is going to me. But let me try to give an overview, I guess, of starting from maybe Pesach, okay, right? And maybe I'll just say English again, it's just to take for the sake of So it says, "Hashem take the lamb from an Israel and purify them. And this is what you should do to them to purify them: sprinkle on them mechatas, and put a razor on them, and wash their clothing, and purify them." Okay. So basically, it sounds like he's taking from taking the taking the L'vim from amongst Israel, right? Okay. So Rashi says he sees in the mashadarshan that since they were kapara for the bechoros, so they're about the zara, So therefore, and and that's called the if chaimesim zara, and the zara is like a mace. So he's like kind of treating them like zara right, right, uh, kind of a chant of uh, whatever. Okay. okay. So whatever, something to do with like the egel, using them to replace. The other shvatim, them and purifying them, readying them to do that work. Okay. And he says, and you should take a part of Ben bakar and the Mincha, the Solas, the Shemin, and another part, Zachatas, right? And you should take the before the Almoid and gather them to, in front of all of an israel. Okay. Okay, fine. Again, that's Tarashi connects it up to the sin of Abzah. And then you gather, bring the Bnei's the Levim before Hashem, and all the Bnei Yisrael does rest their hands, the smicha on the Levim. Okay, so all the Bnei Yisrael somehow leans their hands on the Levim. Okay? Because, and Rashi says, because the Levim are a kapara, are like a karbon, which is a kapara, in their stead so therefore the, it's like somehow the Levim are like a karbon and for the Jews, that are machaper for the Jews, and therefore they just stand over them, they lean on them, like a cup, right? And then Aaron takes the Leviam. okay? got this? He takes the and he waves them, okay? Aaron takes the Levium and waves them. Sounds like he's lifting them up Israel. So all you love, they will be designated as the servants of the Levodah, okay? And then the Levium lean their hands on the Parim. That's one of them, and one of them is an Ola, to be and then you take the, um, you stand the Leviyam um, in front of Aaron, in front of his sons, and you wave them to Nufa, and you designate, separate out the Leviyam from B'nai Yisrael, the Hayuli And then the Leviyam come to serve the al Moed, and you purify them, and you wave them. Because they are given to me from amongst B'nai Yisrael in, in lieu, instead of the firstborns, I took them to me. Because to me were the firstborns of B'nai Israel and the other of On the day which I sm- smote the B'choros of um, Eretz Mitzrayim, I designated them to me, the B'choros, right? The were to me, right? <coughs> but now, instead of them, now, now I'm going to take the Vim instead of the B'choros, as we all know, because the B'choros, um, you know, Eret the Egel, and now here's our Posse. And what do I do with these Levim? I'm going to give them over to Aaron and his sons, right? They're like servants of the Misharsim of the Kohanim. The Levim are Misharsim of the Kohanim, right? He took from Israel to avodah, to do the avodah of Israel I guess it means avodah Israel, which in theory they would have been doing Right? Low, have Israel, Negev, because the won't have a Negev when they go to the Kodesh. is no longer trusted to be the ones who go into the Kodesh and all that. They're going to get into trouble, as we saw. So the Levim are not going to be the ones who are like the gatekeepers, if you will. Okay? So, they all did this stuff to Levim. Exactly. Right? Right? What does that mean? Moshe has to have brought them there. Aaron waved them. Israel leaned on them. Right? And then the came to do this. Just like Hashem commanded Moshe to do the So to that. And Rashi says the hagid Now Rashi says a lot to show the praise. Of the ones who did it and the ones who it was done to. No one, no one's interrupted. No one said no. Okay, they basically went as planned. No problems. Okay, that's basically nice. yeah. it. So again, the parsha as a whole, if you want, you could say is designating the separation, designation of the Sheva Levi of the BM, purifying them, having them as a bimahaper in lieu of the Bnei Right? Yeah. Okay. gotcha. Yeah. Good so so just to put together what you guys are saying is that uh again, originally the plan originally the plan was that the Bichoram would be the uh, for the Obham, and that was great. something's great about that because as you're saying everybody every family everybody so to speak, has their guy who goes in the mikdash, and now'll come back and teach you and all that and that was like a great plan, right, and the leader of every family would be a leader of. But, that, that, that was great, but it didn't work. Right? The v'chorim the failed, and the Chayda Egyel. they were the leaders, and didn't, they were, didn't somehow prevent the Chayda Egel, and Sheva Levi, as a whole, stood up, and was pure. They didn't, they didn't stumble. On the contrary, they were able to uh, stick to Rabbi uh, and as the such, they became appointed instead of uh, B'nai Yisrael. that, the B'nai Isra, the v'chorim of B'nai Isra didn't work. And in a certain sense, there was a, a rejection of the Bechorim and a trade and a, traded them through them, so to speak. You certainly may look at it this way. throughout the rest of Israel. And replace them with Levim. Right? And now everybody should do well We'll on Livium. You guys are the new the new representatives and everybody else is kind of in uh, bad standing. Poor standing. And in in some sense, that's true. But that, in, in its full sense, that's depressing. And that, that could create a wedge mm-hmm. between Chal Yisrael and Akadosh Baruch. Because you might say, now God rejects us, and he's just basically relating to the Levine. Yeah. Right? Actually, Hashem wanted to destroy everybody and just create a nation from Moshe Ben-Nu. But Moshe Ben-Nu negotiated, no. He negotiated, no. It's the chair of the uh, three legs. Mm-hmm. Right, is yeah. gonna use if that can't stand, then it's certainly one. Like so, with the Avi's on Yaakov, and Avi's Yaakov means there's Shvatan in those Shem and Levi, all the Shvatan, not just Levi, right? So it's uh, so it's, it needed to be clear. Hashem wanted to make it clear, and maybe the Torah of is doing that—that that God is not rejecting the, the other shvatan. He still has a Ahava. There's a Chiba. For the other shot. He keeps saying their name. He doesn't refer to them by a pronoun. ne Israel, ne ne It's like a person has a love. It's like that's the metaphor here, but like a person has love, but you don't want you want to say your lover's name. It's like the you like hearing it come out of your mouth. And there's like you don't want to use a pronoun, the pronoun diminishes them and it's like it's like music to your ears, so to speak. So it's the like the style of the Torah, by repeating and repeating and repeating, it's saying this listen. Hashem still has a relationship to Kalei to Bnei Yisrael. He lets the Khiba for Bnei Yisrael. He doesn't want Bnei Yisrael to be destroyed. And he sees where this is going, and he sees Bnei Yisrael's nature, that they often stumble. And it's a risk for them to go close to the Kodesh. And if they're in there, they're going to make mistakes. And it, because, it's not because of his sin, Khalilah uh, for Kalei that he's throwing them out, that he's exchanging them. On the contrary, is because of his khiba It's because of the fact that he wants the relationship with B'nai Yisrael, but he realizes B'nai Yisrael's tendency towards Chet, and therefore, and he realizes Shevet Levi's Taira, and their ability to avoid Chet, and therefore, for the sake of B'nai he's replacing them. He's giving other people, we're going to do the Avodas B'nai Yisrael. He loves these, he's loves he's sees it happening. God, so to speak, sees it happening when they saw going to coalition, having a negative nation, there's going to be a necessary consequence. They're not going to be able to do that. It's not good for them. And therefore, it's out of love that he's doing, that, not out of hate. Right? It would be like a, I don't know, a parent grounds the child and says, I'm doing this because I love you. You have to somehow convey that sentiment, which is not easy to convey, but any parent will try to do so. Right? That's important. You don't want the child to take a punishment as a uh, as a sign of hatred and uh, rejection, but on the contrary, a sign of love and protection, right? So the way it did it, I don't know if there's some sort of a parallel in uh, the minds of the people at the time, but at least in the Torah Shabbat, the way it did it was by writing it multiple times. I forget the five for a moment, but just the fact that it's it's resorting to uh in places which otherwise would have used pronouns you know like sometimes like you you know you're angry at somebody Mm -hmm. and you say him Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to talk to him like you know him you know that guy yeah it's like you don't even want to say his name kind of you know But the guys uh, that's like the flip side of the lover who wants to say the name of the beloved. so the person who's a hatred you kind of refer to them by pronoun so by it being noticeably you know, sparse on pronouns and choosing the proper nouns, it, it kind of emphasizes the chiva. <laughs> so I think it's good is that, the first point, is that that's what it's, it's, it's in line with. It, <laughs> and none of them rejected it. The Vim were willing to step into the place. Aaron is willing to do it. The B'nai Shal accepted it. They leaned on them. They looked at them as a kapara. The whole thing was set up. And arguably, again, I would think this is the Torah Shaviksav, but maybe the mice in which were done or the way that Moshe had talked to them and conveyed the message. But the message was one of protection and lava and not one of rejection and sinna. So that, because of the way it was done and conveyed to them, they all did it without any akapa. Any, uh, Why would they be ma'akev? Well, you're de- dethroning them, taking them out of this position of love, and on the contrary, rejecting them. But they were able to be Macabalic, fully, without any type of uh, rejection. They realized it was there for their own benefit, and that was, that was conveyed to them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, this was a, this was a national avoda. Everyone was involved. Moshe, Aurang, Gluvim, the Israelim. Everyone was doing it, because this is restructuring B'nayz on behalf of uh, everybody. Right? And there's, uh, there's a unity of the uh, plan here. They all were on board. They all realized this is the necessary restructuring that has to take place. Where the stability of for Yisrael a long time. Okay, so this is all well and good, yeah. and I think it's all it's it's in a certain sense implicit in Rashi, and I think it explains everything except for the five, which is the five books of Moses, which is good, because I think this is like, so far, a pshat explanation, which is indicated in Rashi, but Rashi's going further, and he, he's, if there were four, or six, or seven, or three, whatever, arguably the same thing would come across. You know, right. five, is the number which it happens to be. Now, you could just say, well, that's just how many pronouns there would have been. There would have been, I mean, you know, that's possible. But Rashi, and maybe that is the Pshat. Pshat is the Pusik, the Pusik. There's a lot of ideas conveyed that you could have used pronouns, but instead of used the proper nouns. How many are there? As many as there are. Well, so five pronouns, there would have been for one proper noun and four pronouns. Okay, so that's five, five, five proper nouns, right? But Rashi is... Now, trying to add on a further point that the number conveys some further idea, which is somehow the five is connected to five books in Lashon. Okay, so so my point is is that I think this is a good plan. We we did this. You guys all did this, and I, I think I did it also. when I was learning I ignore the five. The five is like it. it's too hard. Yeah. Let's just get the main idea of what's going on, and then once we have a main idea, see that's why when you read the Rashi, the five is what hits you, strikes your attention. And that's what's so hard; it's crippling because it's just there's no how you can explain that. It's impossible. So five books of It just sounds kind crazy. But then you say, forget that. Ignore the five. Let's just explain the main idea." The shot and the five, the law of the chiva. That's like kind of a sensible type of. Then you get it in the pesachim, and it kind of makes sense. And now, although we still, I don't think, have any ideas of five that jump out at us, but you feel we're in a much better place to think about it. Right and now, we're like poised to actually analyze what he's trying to say because we have some background. Which we've done. And uh, again, this, isn't, this wasn't so hard to come to. You guys all came to this. And it wasn't, there was no major tradition. You read the so carefully. It's kind of what you get out of the Pesachim. It's not, yeah. you know, on the pronoun thing. But it's kind of, you know, it's, it's almost shot. You know, you mm-hmm. think about it for a little bit. You know, but again, if you get paralyzed and you hear the five and you don't even do this, you're never going to get anywhere with the five. But if you do this, now we've brought ourselves to the doorstep. Now we uh, actually feel like well, maybe we feel we're in a place where we could think about it. So that's just like a methodological point, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's oftentimes good to deal with difficult problems by approaching them piecemeal and, you know, say good steps that you could say, and that helps you uh, open the door to take, uh, you know, the harsh steps. Okay, so, so now let's try to do that. Okay, so let's, let's think about the five. What what more is being added by the saying, comparing the Ava to that of the five books, right? Okay, so I was saying like this, is that, if I'd ask you, of the five books of the Torah, which one does God love the most? No. Yes. Right. I said yes. That's well, like asking for the Just kidding, right? Right. So you might say, yeah. well, you know, voracious is the creation of everything. And Shemos, that's really great. That's where the Amos forms. <laughs> hey, that's Karbanos. You have five different opinions. right, and so on, right? So, so, so the answer is the answer is is that obviously right. It's sort of somewhat of a ridiculous question, but it's one book, which has five parts, and each part has its own unique role, with different components, different halakim. Again, there's the Gracious, there's Sefer, the well, there's the Torah, there's the there's the story of them in the Midbar, there's Mushroom and his Muslim, And again, there are five different books. There's no favorite or less favorite. It's one entity with multiple parts. And again, there's, each part has its own flavor, different themes, but they all work together to so form one cogent whole, which we call the Torah. It's one Sefer Torah with Chanesha Right. So maybe, so maybe, analogously, if you'd ask, "Who's God's favorite Shava?" Right. right? Who's God's favorite Shava? So you'd say, similarly, that's not a question you ask. That's like again, just like you don't ask that question to a parent, you know. And the answer is, is that the the Vene Israel is one entity, with twelve parts, cor- twelve parts, right? but it's one entity of B'nai Yisrael, which has multiple parts. And the multiple parts form each have their, their various roles. And that's like arguably what the Berchus Yaakov was and the Berchus of Moshe also. is like talking about each of the Shvatim. And Kali Yisrael is totality which emerges from the mixture of different Shvatim. And each Sheva has a unique role in the Am. And the Am emerges from the, from the unification. Of all the various components. Right? And there's a chiva for the arm. So that, again there's one arm with multiple components, just like there's one Torah with multiple sparan. But it's saying, so maybe that's what it's saying. It's saying it says five times Bene in one pasuk. It's like mentioning their things in one pasak. Five times in one pasuk, just like to show that they're like the number of the five books of the Torah. So what I'm thinking, saying is that maybe it's trying to draw a parallel where you have that, bring to mind that idea, where you have various components building together towards forming one unit. And and in that sense, like, people have this have this question by, I guess, maybe it comes yeah. up more by men versus women. It's like, you know, you people say, it's like, everyone's being treated differently. That's not fair. God loves men better. God loves Koran better. God loves whatever. But his idea is that, like, the nation has to have uh, emissaries, the chaperim, leaders, are the ones who do it. In theory, B'nai Israel was the chosen one. It was going to be from the Bechorim, but that didn't work out. So now there was a plan B which was set up, and that was to have Shevet Levi. But just because Shevet Levi is the ones who have this unique role, doesn't mean they are the ones to whom God has a relationship. God has a relationship with Ibn Yisrael and their various halak, and within that relationship, they form a larger totality, but ultimately God's will relates to the entity of Israel not to the individual. It's not the Elokei Kohanim. It's Elokei Yisrael. Kohanim are just one of this greater entity. And again, I think the same thing is the case with the Kohen Levi Yisrael, with men and women, and also men and women also. They're different roles. And like a atsebor a nation, has different components within it. And again, just like you have to have Kohen Levi Yisrael, you have to have men and women, different roles, different jobs. And that's a uh, society works best when you have an appropriate division of labor. But that doesn't mean you can't infer, shouldn't infer from the primacy of the role of the Levium, an uh, Ava for the Levium, a different Ava for the Levium, it's an Ava for the Am, uh, and they're different roles.
1: So it reminds me a little bit
0: of, of like Yaakov you know, his mistake yeah. of giving the Exonus Passum to Yosef. Like maybe this was like in a certain sense a Mahaprabhu for that reminds me isn 't it rashi give me one second my point uh so maybe this is a good connection maybe i will come to it in a second. But my point though is, is to say is that Yaakov, was leader arguably he he also had this he had twelve sons and he chose one of them to be the leader, which is Yosef, and given the son as possum in order to designate him as such, but it was not received properly All right it wasn 't received properly it says by have um yeah, how does it go? You <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and it probably earlier said that, right? Earlier it says that he loved him. Uh, he loved him more than all of his other sons. <laughs> 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 he, he so yeah, <laughs> yeah. made right. him so Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so you see, he had this great Avav for him, and he gave him so special, and that was the bet. That's what i criticize that I say a person shouldn't never do that. father shouldn't do that and differentiate one child amongst the others because you see what happens. Even <laughs> right, right, exactly. So even good people as great as the Shvatim, they couldn't handle it. So maybe here HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing something similar but he's doing it in a way which is sensitive to the psychology of an Israel and at least again in the Psukim it's mentioning the Neishal five times to bring it to mind that he was sensitive to it in the Psukim, but arguably there was, it was the way it was done, it was, again, it was written in the Psukim, but the way it was done, it was done in a way that was clear that it was a separation and a swap it out of an And And maybe, I don't know exactly how Yaakov could have done it, but if Yaakov, maybe if Yaakov was more sensitive to appoint Yosef as the leader, in a way which was clearly manifesting his ava of all of that. But at the same time, there has to be a division of roles. Like maybe it doesn't come off right. It came off in a way that rubbed them wrong. And that caused great dissonance, uh, you know, and breakdown amongst the shavata. Mm-hmm. But here, you see it didn't. So it's saying is that here, this is what it was trying to convey to them, was the idea of a unified arm with different uh, halakim. And again, by Yosef, it didn't come off as unified all. It came off as Yosef versus them. Right? And maybe that had to do with Yosef also. Or we told on them, and like maybe the interrelationship amongst the brothers was also contributory to it. But it didn't come off as being one unified all. Right? And I don't know, this is perhaps, maybe I just thought of this connection, but I don't know if it's so when, when they redeemed them, so the redemption was they swapped the... Um, was oh, it? Twenty-two thousand for twenty-two thousand, how many it was, and there was two hundred and seventy-three extra leftovers, right? And they, they swapped five shekel for for oh, wow. per, per one. So it says, why was it five shekel? It says So he was the of the firstborn of Rachel, and the price that he was sold for, Asram Kasaf, I guess he's saying it's five shekel. And then you work out the math. Joseph sold 20 dinars. There are four dinars to Shekel. Joseph sold for five Shekel. So it's saying is the amount of money, which was the swap of the le for the levim was the swap for Yosef for, they sold Yosef for. So what's that? What's the connection? So I don't know if the connection is this, is that that selling of Yosef was, that was an improper selection of one group from among, one individual from amongst the others. And that led to hate and led to breakdown and all that. But this swap is like a machaper for that. And it was done in a way which maybe should bring to mind the dangers which could come about by favoring one child, but at the same time it was a for it and arguably it was done in a way which was designed to not arouse the angst of all the other shvatim. Like that. did. So maybe there's a value to bringing it to mind of that so that no one takes it wrongly, you know like you don't want to run away from it. you want to bring up look what happened that was bad, and we can do things differently, and it's going to be clear that it's different and there's an Ava, and all that, but maybe you could use this as an opportunity to overcome that um you know that uh, and the that the great the, the, the the, the, you know breakdown of lysol which occurred at that, time, maybe having the money very reflective, it kind of allows them to um I'm saying it's like specifically an idea of five within one. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's five in Israel and there's one Passoc. Like, I'm saying it's reflective of the idea of, I guess, 12. So that's, that's a little bit weak about what I'm saying. It's not like there's not five. You can use any number in from, from, um, from Echabin Yodea. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, which luchos, which is the important luchos, the first one or the second one. But I think that's the point. I think that's an important takeaway. Is that very often in any area of life, the companies and Shivas right. and families and you know, any organization. You you have a greater totality when you have a division of roles amongst the individual constituents. But that's that Makes doesn't sense. indicate it doesn't indicate favorites or this or that. Sometimes there's a reality that's necessary. And obviously it was because of a Milo of Levi. not not that it was just a random choice, it was because of a Milo, but that shouldn't be taken as the fact that there's like some sort of a that God only relates to Levi. But no, Levi, ultimately the reality before God is is still B'nei Yisrael. And Levi is just the chela of There's no special relation to Levi as an entity. They are just the unit within B'nei Yisrael, which is chosen to be to protect the Yisrael.